Recorded live. And we'd like to thank everybody for listening in again. This is another edition of Soul Vibrations. I'm your co-host, Corey Jeffries, along with Dr. Nanana Kwaku. Every 7.30 uh, on Thursday at 7.30 uh, Pacific Time, 10.30 uh, East Coast Time, and 9.30 if you're in the Midwest. Um, we are a part of the T25CL Entertainment Group, which uh, stands for 20, Towards 24th Century Living. We're a glo- global um, music and film distribution company, and we welcome you to Galaxy Talk Radio, uh, again, for the, for uh, Soul Vibrations. Uh, we have a lot planned for you uh, today. We have uh, 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 a guest brother, Ra, uh, who is a life coach, a village activist, and uh, he's been a contractor in the state of California, a building contractor for upwards of 30 years, I believe. Is that correct, brother Ra? Yes, sir. And um, he's a founder of the African Marketplace in San Francisco and uh, Sankofa African uh, Centered Youth Mentoring and Tutoring Program. So we're going we're gonna to find out a little bit about that as well. And, uh, again, my co-host is Dr. Nanana Kwaku. We're going to talk also about community independence, and part of what our life coach and, and special guest village activist is going to talk today about is how you can put yourself in a position to be independent. Uh, you know, the, the things that are happening in, in our community, uh, yellow, red, brown, and black brothers and sisters, you know, we're, we're, we're caught in this, in this uh, you know, in this, in, in, in this maze, in this hamster cycle of running in place because, uh, we, we're, we're not thinking outside the box. You know, we, we work until we're shown the door. You, you never have enough notice. And uh, then there's the prison industrial complex that makes money on the backs of colored peoples uh, in terms of uh, free labor. You know, we have issues with education, a lack thereof, our broken school system. So we're going to address a whole lot of these things. And, uh, uh, go ahead, Dr. Kwaku. I'll let you let you chime in on some of what our show is about today. Oh, okay. Well, uh, once again, uh, uh, welcome, Brother uh, Ra, for, for agreeing to come down and participate in our show. And just want you to know that uh, what T25 uh, CL Entertainment is all about, it's all about uplifting the African community worldwide. And that's what we do, worldwide distribution with music, news, uh, whatever our people need, that's what we're going to try to bring to them. Uh, the fact that you're an empowerment life coach and a village activist uh, certainly fits right into that, uh, you know, into that arena. And, like, once again, I, I thank you so much for, for agreeing to come on and, and tell us about, uh, you know, just tell us a little bit about yourself first and then tell us how you got started with this. African village, uh, uh, African market that you have down in Sacramento. Oh, well, Hotep, gentlemen. Hotep. 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 I know uh, it's a pleasure for me to be here on the uh, show with you, um, and I like what you're standing for. It's all about us elevating ourselves. I have a saying. I say that we are who we have been waiting for to uplift us as a people. 
And so I think mm-hmm. that we we all carry a burden once we um, become consciously aware of ourselves as as, as being uh, African people. Uh, it's our responsibility to take the cross and 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 build it, build systems, uh, econo- economical and educational systems that's going to uplift our people and move them in the right direction. Uh, I, myself, for the last uh, 30 years, just about 30 years plus, have been a licensed general contractor, specialized in remodeling bathrooms, kitchens, pretty much anything with the house. And and I made it a, I made it um my 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 goal to teach my people, my brothers and sisters, the 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 the, the business end of construction. And I put several brothers and sisters in business. They they contractors today. They out there making things happen. Um, and that's something that we lack as a people. Not enough of us are becoming businessmen and businesswomen to hire. Uh, those that look like us, and that right there, I always say that that's right there is part of the problem. Right there, we could solve a lot of things just by creating businesses, industries, and, and hire hire brothers and sisters that look like us. That right there, that's a, that's a, a paradigm shift right there. That in itself, you are, you're, absolutely, you're absolutely right, brother. Uh, you know, with this Africa market, could you tell us what the kind of things that you're doing there? to motivate and get people to come in and start to buying black, so to speak, because, you know, I, I was reading an article today, and it talked about the fact that uh, we're too busy raising our children to go out and get jobs when we ought to be creating jobs for them to work within the community. So could just give us a little feedback on how, where, where, where did you develop this concept, and, and how is it working out in, in Sacramento? Well, how, the, how, the, how did the, um, the market came about? I had uh, I was doing uh, motivational speaking and life coaching in the Sacramento area, and I got involved with this group called um, the um, Alpha Academy, which is an excellent program over there at Consumers River College, and we was working with uh, black youth, empowering them, giving them information on their history, plus also career development. And I worked with them for about, uh, I guess, a year. It was about a year. And I was also involved with this program called the Best Pro- Building Program. So mm-hmm. I've been doing things with the youth. The one thing I noticed, though, is that we were having, we were being challenged because we didn't know who we were. And that, that was uh, understanding our great ancient history, us as a people, as you know, has been hidden from us uh, on purpose by our oppressors. They don't tell us nothing about who we are. First, if you ask uh, about the history of us as, as African people, or they'll say slavery. First thing they want to spit out, slavery. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> my yeah. thing is, first of all, we wasn't slaves. We were prisoners of war. Once you understand that, and um, I started getting involved with that, learning more about our ancient history, a friend of mine term, gave me the term Sankofa, because I didn't know nothing about Sankofa. She told me mm-hmm. about Sankofa. The short end of it is reach back and fetch it. And so okay. once, I start, once I started learning about Sankofa, everything uh, kind of started taking on a life of its own as I started 
uh, reading some Dr. John Henry Clark, some Dr. Amos Wilson, and I started. Oh, go ahead, uh, brother. Yeah, you know, I started. I started getting all this good energy and this good, you know, waking it up, and it started mm-hmm. having a paradigm shift because you know. Sure. You know, I was busy out here trying to enjoy life, just busy uh, doing, enjoying the social freedom, flying around, spending up money, and mm-hmm. realizing that I was caught up into, I call it the matrix, the matrix of capitalism, and that's what I was yes, doing. Yes, sir. And so I look around at my people, I see them in a struggling situation, and do you wonder, because most of them, they struggle because they don't understand their power and, and who they are. So uh, as the program was moving on, I, I decided I'd start doing the Sanco- a Sankofa program for the youth because I knew it was mm-hmm. important to know your history. And so I started that program, and I was doing it at the Sojourner Troop Museum. That's at 2251 Florin Road in Sacramento. And I ran that program for about uh, two years. And as we was running that program, and we we started, we were introduced to the Hidden Color series. I know you gentlemen are familiar with that. Certainly, <laughs> certainly. One, two, and three. Yeah. One, two, and Heavy three with this. Yeah. four is around Brother the um- corner. <laughs> yes, Brother Umar Johnson. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So we was use that as a teaching tool in our Sankofa workshop. We'll show some of Great that. Great tool. Wow. And then And then we'll let the youth speak, and then we chime in. But the, the consciousness was really vibrating in the workshops. So... As we did that, build, start building that workshop. Uh, I, I was I was um, introduced to a brother at the church, uh, Wose. It's over in Sacramento. They have one in Oakland, California, too. Uh, my understanding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when when I met with those groups, we was they they started some program there that was uh, about empowering us as a people, uh, creating. Um, uh, solutions. You know, we didn't want to just sit around and talk. We want to talk about solutions and actually implement things, and and, and that people could actually take and, and make things happen. So my part came in where I said, well, they said something about we need a cultural experience, and I said, yeah. Uh, how about you know what I'm gonna do is approach the guy in the building where I do my Sankofa and talk to him about possibly doing an African marketplace where we can have brothers and sisters who are in business, they can come in and, and, and be vendors and share their products with um, with brothers and sisters. And maybe we could do that like once a month. And everybody was saying, oh, that's a great idea. Okay. so I Great idea. <laughs> I approached the owner, and I told him what my vision was. Mm-hmm. He uh, he embraced it. He says, okay, let's, let's go ahead and make it happen. So, wow. Um, we created, I created a flyer, I created some flyers, and uh, I started handing out some, a lot of different brothers and sisters up uh, who are in the conscious community up there in, in Sacramento, and we started passing out the flyers, we started networking, started blasting it on the internet, we started put, using everything we could to get the word out. And mm-hmm. Facebook started, and all that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, Facebook, very effective. Social media is a yeah. powerful tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm-hmm. In Jan- so in January 2015, uh, that first Saturday, we uh, had our first African marketplace, and we, okay. we ended up having about like 25 vendors, 25 vendors, and the foot traffic was a little slow. wasn't a lot of foot traffic, but it was a beautiful experience. 
We're, we're losing you a little, James. Uh, um, oh, Brother Rob, we're losing you a little bit. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm still here. Okay. Okay. How's that? Is that okay? Yeah, yeah. Much better. Yeah. Yes, okay. much, better. much better. Much better. Much better. Uh, hey, oh, I want. I want. Oh, I want, I want to ask you a question. I want to ask you a question, Brother Rob, this time. And I have a caller uh, on the other line. Uh, I'm gonna check in with them. Uh, a caller, this Washington State. Are you there? Hello. Washington? Hello. Hi, hi. Who's this? This is Apostle Jimmy James. Oh, okay, okay. Um, uh, I, um, I'm glad you glad you could tune in. I, I have a question here that I want to ask, brother, brother Ra, uh, brother Ra, and, and um, um, because th- this wonderful thing that you started, uh, and, and then uh, of course myself and Doctor Kwaku, you know. Like-minded people have a way of finding each other, you know, and and we're from that we're from that old school movement, and we know what's going on in the community and how we have to re we have to torches flickering and how we have to turn turn up the kerosene or whatever and get this flame going again. But okay. brother Rod, my question my question, brother Rod, to you is, um, how come it is so difficult for black people to buy black? Why do you think well, it's so difficult? Well. <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, it, uh, I hear that, and I don't think it's really difficult. I think okay. that, I think the challenge that we face as a people is that we have been oppressed for over 400 years, and mm-hmm. one of the one of the main uh, weapons our oppressors use against us is self-hate. He taught yeah. us to hate ourselves. He taught us mm-hmm. to hate our hair, hate our hate our nose, to hate our color of our skin. Just to hate ourselves, and so we in turn took that same thing in that self hate, and we end up becoming our own oppressor. I mm-hmm. mean, I mean, I remember coming up as a kid. We had a young man and a uh, family in the neighborhood because they were very dark complexion. We was calling them Africans. Oh, you all black Africans? They Africans? Ha ha! And it was funny. We thought it was funny, but the whole thing is. How can, how can it be that you looking at another brother just because his skin is darker than yours and you looking at that as a negative? Because we were taught. I came up at a time when and uh, when they used to have commercials on and they show uh, Amos and Andy was on and all those things. They they show a brother and sisters getting scared, eyes popping out of their head. It was just a whole bunch of negative images of black folks. So sure. that right there. Is, is something that we had to overcome. We got to overcome as a people. But once you start understanding what they're doing to us and you understand that it's up to us to have a paradigm shift and start seeing ourselves as the, the ancient, the, the, as the kings and queens who, who our ancestors were. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And as the leaders who we were. And understanding that there's power in our melanin and understanding all that. So as you start waking up from that, that right there, it, it, it gives you the power to know that the only way we're going to the, the, um, overcome all the things that we've been oppressed with is for us uh-huh. to look each other in the face and raise each other up. So that's, that's there the you power go. there. Wow, that's, that's, that's sure what, is. That's, that's, what, that's what we push, and that's all we talk about. Good. That's the – wow. Man, that's – it, it, it's got to be a, it, it, it's, it's gotta be a move. 
You know, we, we, we've got to really re-educate our kids and pay attention yes. to what they learn in schools and yes. all that stuff. And, yes. and that's all that's all a part of it. And, and uh, we have a caller from North, uh, I mean, from Western Washington State, I believe. Are you still on the line? Yeah, I'm still on the line. Okay. Yeah. Uh, would you would you would you like to comment in on on any of this? Give 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 us a give us a, a few seconds. Sure. No, I was just a, a friend of mine uh, in uh, in Tacoma, Washington, gave me this number and told me I should check in and listen to this uh, uh, elder. Oh, okay. uh, yeah, he's a he's a, he's an elder, uh, uh, James Warren, and uh, oh, okay, he's a good friend of okay. mine. And he told me I, that I should. Check. I'm sorry. What were you about to say? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fine. Oh yeah, no, no. You he know, told you... me I should check in. You know, so that's oh, one okay. of the areas as a minister uh, that I focus on in the body of Christ and the church is that to have a strong focus on uh, getting out of the four walls and actually being deliberate about doing uh, the things that are going to empower the our people. And uh, for yeah. question, and one yeah. of those things is what, yeah. as, as when I came in on the line, I heard about the entrepreneurship part, and so uh, yes, I'm, I'm still listening because uh, what you're saying to me is you know is 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 right, and I totally agree with, and all the things I uh, I work with a lot of of our people coming out of prisons, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, and I've mm-hmm. done that for years, and so dealing with transitional and supportive housing, uh, employment and housing were two of the major issues. And uh, and one of the things I used to to work on is I started a program on my own with with uh, some of the uh, uh, I, I don't call them ex offenders I call them returning community members and uh, uh, mm-hmm. one of the one of the things I used yeah. to encourage them is well why are you out there looking for a job and getting a job um, whatever it is that you go get a job for you can do it if you can work for somebody else to do this you can do it yourself and uh, uh, let's create this so I started. So I started at the minimum. I said, when you get this much money, let's go get a business license. And then, uh, and so, and then slowly train and try to teach them about the business plan and help them become entrepreneurs. Even at the, you know, the lowest level, whatever it is, there's a lot of money to be made. But uh, um, understanding this importance of uh, us being business people, we in every statistic, of course we know that we're the lowest in when it comes to graduation rates, the highest, the, the worst in, in 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 school rates, the worst the worst in the prison rates. But one of the things that we're the worst in in this nation, we're at the major total bottom of uh, a business and economics and economic mm-hmm. development, and uh, uh, to where it's become a thing that's more important. Well, we said it seems like somebody put more important, like go to college and get an education, but so you can go, so you can spend all that money to get an education, so you can go work and make somebody else a bunch of, of money. And, and and even in our own communities, it's kind of raises like, oh, someone say, oh, I'm going to be a, uh, I'm I'm going to college to be a lawyer, or I'm going to college to be a doctor, or I'm going to school. There's nothing wrong with going to college and doing that. But if you say, well, I'm going to go and try to open up my own store over here, my own shop, it looks like that looks like you're lower than the person who is going to college to get that degree. And uh, uh, and so we have to, uh, from an economic standpoint, to encourage our people to. Uh, understand the importance of entrepreneurship, and I and one of the other things I just want to say quickly. But so I think one of the major challenges of that is uh, to, and what I pr- practice in ministry is uh, deliberate acts of unity. 
and togetherness because mm-hmm. it's a lie. Sure. Our people cannot come together is a myth that keeps us from coming together. So even if we have, we don't have all the capital, but if five of us get together, we have the capital. And, there, and you, there, 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 the, there you go. And people from the dominant culture, they may hate each other, but when it comes to making money, they'll work together. And uh, uh, yes. <laughs> oh, we yes. can make some money. I don't yes. like you, but let's put our money together and go make some money. And I said, and we as a people have to get rid of the myth and the lie that's been told of us that we cannot come together and we cannot be unified. And and so uh, uh, I think it takes some deliberate trainings and teachings and actions of, of again, like I heard the brothers talking about uh, giving them that history. And so I go and find not just the one uh, uh, Black Wall Street, but the many cities that uh, uh, we yeah. had across yeah. in history. I said it wasn't just one black wall. We had a lot of cities that had black right. Wall Streets that where they where the black community was uh, uh, successful in business. And, uh, and I think there's a, a deliberate thing in this government and in systems to uh, uh, eliminate that and make sure that it's mm-hmm. not taught or brought forth. So that's kind of mm-hmm. like some of the things that we bring forth today. Certainly, okay. certainly, and thank you so thank you so much for that. The, the title that Brother Ra has, uh, Ra has that 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 really that really uh, resounds with me is, is village activist because see that's what it's going to actually take. We, you talk about that. We talk about church clergy, and they're very influential. It's a billion dollar business, so to speak. Uh, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the, uh, uh, the churches and things, and there's a lot of influence in the church and. We have to hold our, our, our preachers accountable too for what their for for, for what their their uh, uh, their part is. You know, I've I, I walked, I I've traveled from uh, East Oakland. For those of you who know, you know anything about East Oakland, from like 73rd to 90th on MacArthur, there uh, along there where where actually uh, four police officers were shot and killed just a few years ago. That that whole area is 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 uh, is, is an aggressive area. You know, and we get a lot of bad publicity behind certain things. But at the same time, um, I went from 73rd to 90th and counted like 13 churches, you know, along what along an area that's almost known as a killing, one of the killing zones. And, mm. and, and, so, and so what are the churches doing, you know, to actually, you know, what you're doing with the people in the church, that's, you know, that's wonderful and that's challenging too. But you're 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 right in a community. Your infrastructure is, is is based right in a community where you've got to go outside of those doors if you're really uh, practicing what that book says. Um, it, it, it's incumbent uh, upon our on our clergy to really make a difference too. And we yeah. we, we have a we have a caller from Washington, another part of Washington that's in here. And, and could you tell us who who who's this is calling? This Pastor James Warren, Corey. Okay, okay. How are you doing today, Pastor? I want to say hello to everybody. Okay, okay. And Corey, look, we are talking about basic we love everybody. But we're talking about our black youth and our black communities. Certainly. Okay. Certainly. Uh, we we still begging. And then we're talking about we love God, but, brother, how can we be in these buildings in Oakland, where I'm from, we ain't talking about L.A., Chicago, right, and and have over 600 churches in Oakland, 
And anybody want to research it, research it, and you can and email me. But yet we're number one in robberies and what number three in murders every day. Uh, young brothers blasting another young brother. But yet we're not owning any properties. Uh, the gentrification is all through Oakland. Um, we lost our house in Timiskau, which is North Oakland, but they changed the name to Timiskau. So mm, they're changing okay. not only our identities mm. that we, um, you know, fought for, but yet, like we're saying, um, the true church is sleep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well. You know. Um, we had a Black Wall Street, and and, and we know about Rosewood and, and Tulsa and, and Harlem uh, back back during the Harlem Swing era, and, and and of course Oakland with the Black Panther movement, and and and, yeah. and, and the things that happened with COINTELPRO, all these things that keep knocking us back down when we start thriving, and you know at the end of the day, you know we have a black president, you know we have we have rappers that are in Forbes magazine. Now and 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 then you look at Beyonce and and Jay Z and, and and people that we really think are role models when in fact they're more of a distraction to us to believe there's nothing wrong with you know they show you yeah. what you can do if you live your dreams but, but but as far as being an actual role model our role models were supposed to always start at home and and, and brother Rob you shared well you know we grew up together. You know, and I and I know how hard your mother worked, and and, yeah. and how she and how she raised you and your siblings, and how none of you became a part of the penal system, and mm. and, and all of you grew up to be uh, um, people in the communities. You you and, and and you showed what what we could do to transcend in in, in spite of the fact. That it's a single, it's a single parent, you know, raising their kids, and an African American in Oakland at the same time, and 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 the way you guys turned out, I know each and every one of you, and I know your kids, and you guys are are one heck of an example that people in in these times, with all the stuff that's going on, people need to see that it's still possible. But it all starts with us circulating our dollars instead of letting our dollars walk out of the community. There, if, I, if we have dollars to spend somewhere, then that means that there's a need. And, and if we can search within ourselves and find that need and how we can help expand on that, we, our money can circulate the way Japantown, Chinatown, Koreatown, if you're in the Castro and you want to call it gay town or whatever, Everybody <laughs> has a community except us. <laughs> that's the, I mean, to keep it real, that's yeah, what it right. is. And Dr. Kwaku is somebody I want to speak on this because he has seen quite a bit. This brother's marched with Malcolm and done some some things. That he has he has a, some books out that are extraordinary books. We should all. I have I have one of all four of them, and he's going to smack me because I haven't. I haven't completed reading them all yet, but you know what? They're going to stay. They're going to stay with me until I take these these glasses that I now wear and put them on and start educating myself. But Doctor Quaku, <laughs> Doctor Quaku, expand on some of this stuff for us because we need to hear from you. Expand, expand, uh, brother uh, James. I have something I wanted to share with you. Have you ever seen the movie Sankofa? Oh yeah, definitely. I saw that a couple times. 
Okay. I have not. I have to say honestly, I have not. Yeah, it's a beautiful adaptation of how the mind, the psychological dysfunction of African people, uh, we are. It really demonstrates that really well. And, 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 you know, somebody was talking about slavery two or 300 or 400 years. So let me just say this. Slavery goes back 2,000 years. Slavery yeah. goes back to England when King James them ordered that uh, Christianity be ordered to be the law of the land and you couldn't worship no other except what they told you to. So we have to understand that although we have a community full of churches, that sometimes these churches uh, have a crippling influence because, uh, in fact, there were several uh, gentlemen of the other persuasion who wrote books on how to use religion to keep black folks in the slave mentality, to keep yeah. them looking for the hereafter instead of looking for the here right now. Mm -hmm. And so we have to understand that all of this stuff plays a part. That's why you can walk uh, 10 blocks in Oakland and there'll be 20 churches but 50 murders. Well, yeah. not, a church is supposed to be a part of the community. And if you if people are, are, are prostituting or murdering people on your doorstep, then something is wrong with the process that you guys are in. You know, as a young man, you know, I remember my grandfather was an old, what they call, old Southern Baptist minister. Yeah. And they, and they had a whole different philosophy outside of the church. They were the community. If uh, Man community, all of the brothers from the church got together and went over and had a little talk with this brother and let him know that that kind of behavior would not be tolerated in that community. And if that person decided they were going to do it anyway, pretty soon you find they had disappeared. And that was that was another that was another that was that was another freedom ride people were getting from down south because some of them old time Baptist people they were serious. But they were mm -hmm. serious about the community. They didn't yeah. mm -hmm. things going on around their kids, and they wasn't going to tolerate it being out in the open around them. Otherwise, they'd get together and find a way to, to remove you. But now mm -hmm. we've, given up, we've given up all of our power. We think that, you know, if we just go to somebody's church and listen to them pray and sing some songs, that, and when we come out, everything is going to be all right. But if you remember the, the, the Malcolm X movie, where Malcolm was passing out his papers on the church steps. And the brother came out, and he told him he was trying to get the brother to come on down to the temple. He said, look, yeah. you've been in all day, and they're trying to find heaven, and you come out here and you're still in hell. Well, that's yeah. what's going on with black folks. We don't have any power. We don't, psychologically, we are bankrupt. Mm -hmm. Because all we know is what the man has taught us, what he has allowed us to be empowered with. Because if you go back to the early 20s and 30s in this country, we had mm -hmm. black writers then, but they couldn't mm -hmm. get their books published. I don't care how many PhDs yeah. they had, because white publishers would not publish black perspective because they were trying to sell the idea that the European were, were God's chosen people and that uh, we were less than human. That was written into the Constitution. So we yeah. got to understand mm -hmm. that this whole system that we operate in looking for justice and fairness and equality yeah. is founded on a lie. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. And, and mm -hmm. my granddaddy used to tell us, he said, if one part of the story is a lie, the whole story needs to be thrown out. 
<laughs> we need to throw that right. story out and, and get ourselves together and create our own stories. Mm-hmm. What they have yeah. done is basically they came into our space to control. Yeah. I guess here in, in, in the West, in the West, they came into Africa. They came in there, took our reading material. If you read books like uh, E.M. James, the uh, Stolen yeah. Letters, yeah. talks about uh, Greek philosophy. There's no such thing as Greek philosophy. Is African philosophy with a Greek name on it? Okay. Yeah, isn't that something? Everything, it, everything was stolen. Yeah, yeah, everything mm-hmm. is stolen. These people couldn't even read and write. They didn't know what words and, and letters were until they came in contact with us. How did yeah. we let them turn the situation upside down? Because they took control of the whole environmental thing. They took control of our school. They they, yeah. they were watching us in our churches. In, yeah. the, in, in the South, they would watch these people in those churches. If they found a preacher and they're preaching something other than what they thought he ought to be preaching, they'd yeah. him in the middle of the night and hang him. That's so, right. So we got duped into doing their brand of, of Christianity. Yeah. Versus the African spiritual brand of Christianity. So, mm-hmm. you know, we have a long way to go, but the information is here now. It's here now, but yeah. we're Mm-hmm. We're so glued to to what these people are doing and working for somebody else that we don't see the the, the forest for looking at the trees. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no mm-hmm. excuse now for not knowing who you are or where you come from. But instead, right. we, we in a right. state of denial about yeah. who we are because now we've turned that in because we want to be part of this this uh, I don't know what to call this generation this year mixed generation. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that everybody is the same, and I love everybody. Yeah, yeah. Reality, I mean, it's just, it's the, kum, the kumbaya generation. Yeah, yeah. 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 Everything is lovely, lovely. We all, we all, we all one. You know, we yeah. are. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you this, brothers, all, all of you guys. Um, you know, we have this we have this presidential thing going on now, and we and we know that those puppets puppets are handpicked. But it's a, but it's a matter of, you know, each each puppet, whether you're a little further to the left or further to the right, you 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 know, you you pull on the reins and you steer the boat a little bit back towards this direction, you know. But but, you know, when you look at a ship that's already that already has a manifest. It already has a destiny. It already decides on who it's going to pick up along the way and who it's not going to pick up along the way. And then you and then you throw a captain at the uh, uh, an admiral at the at the top of that ship, and and he and and he's nice to all of his crew members and and, and everybody on the boat. But at the end of the day, the boat is going where it's manifested to go to. So we keep expecting for the administration to change things. But I'd like to I'd like to go down the line and get a perspective from each one of you. I'll start with you, Brother Ra, on on, on what you think uh the influence of this next election is gonna have on us and and, and and if so, what can we do to have an input other than just voting? Well I'm actually reading Dr. Amos Wilson, The Blueprint for Black Power. And in there, mm-hmm. in, in, that, in that book, Dr. Amos Wilson, he makes it plain and simple. 
is that uh, when it comes to politics, what we what we need to do as a people, we need to not really look at politics. We need to focus on economics. When you mm-hmm. focus on economics, when you focus on economics, mm-hmm. and you start building uh, uh, businesses and, and, and industries that hire our ourselves and start supporting ourselves, and you start practicing uh, the economics that we used to do when we were so-called segregated. When we were segregated, we empowered each other because that's all we had to depend on. So mm-hmm. when, we, when, we, when we operate with that kind of a mindset on purpose, we take power. And when we take power, now, you know, we start getting together, getting organized, getting, getting, getting unified, and then we could take that money and we could buy politicians. That's what Dr. Claude mm-hmm. Anderson talked about. He said what you got to mm-hmm. do. You look at the other groups out here. You look at the, the Asians, you know, you look at the Asians, you look at Hispanics, you look at all these other groups. They don't have all the uh, the mayors, the senators, mm-hmm. and all those mm-hmm. positions, but yet they take power. In Sacramento, mm-hmm. they got an area they call Little Saigon. It's, mm-hmm. it's the Asian oh, community, wow. all down, all down uh, Stockton Boulevard. They got, they got mm-hmm. businesses all up and down the street. They don't sit up there and wait on politicians. They take power. They unite together. They they, they exchange money together. They keep building. And when you build an eco, economical base, when you have an economical base that's strong, and you keep you putting your money together, you could take off. You could you could build off that base and move into politics. But you, I'm like Dr. Claude Anderson. We buy, we could buy a politician. You could go mm-hmm. ahead and go ahead and, and, and have your agenda together. And you go ahead and, and, and you, you come up with a, a a think tank and you come up with what you want to talk about, which, what kind of agenda you need to be put on the table for us as African folks. So mm-hmm. and, 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 and what's going on now, what's going on now with the, the uh, with the uh, Republicans and Democrats, I say it's like the foxes and coyotes, they're all in the dog family. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, look, you look at what's going on. Trump is a puppet. Trump is a ploy to He's the, the the purpose of Donald Trump is to get people to go out and vote. That's what the purpose mm-hmm. of Donald Trump is. Because see, mm-hmm. when you have people getting frustrated with politics, they say, "I it don't work. I, I'm just staying home. It don't mean nothing. It don't mean nothing." If you get pe- you get the masses of people not wanting to vote, that's when the revolution is possible. So they don't want mm-hmm. no revolution. So if they if they could trick you into thinking that you go out and vote and your vote means something, now you part of the system. So you feel mm-hmm. like you're participating. You feel like you're making a change. I hear brothers now, man. I don't want Trump in office. I'm gonna vote for him. I'm vote for. I says it don't make no difference. Look, we, <laughs> we didn't have the best thing possible in politics. We didn't have black Barack Obama. Now, mm-hmm. hell, you can't get you get a black man in office and you don't get nothing. What the hell you think gonna happen? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Oh, man. So oh, it's all about, it. With me, with me, it's all about economics, and that's why the African marketplace yeah. is moving forward. It is growing, and we're going to start going every first and third Saturday in uh, May. And it's just a beautiful okay. thing. And, I, and those of you who can, I, I invite you down just to see it and the energy and, and just, just embrace it. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 well Brother, brother Ra, uh, um, we, we would like to come up and, and actually get some film footage, too, to actually, to actually show this and expand it on our, on our website stuff and, and, and and support you any way we possibly can. You know, it's a it's a great movement that you have up there. I would like to talk to you again further uh, sooner down the line somewhere. I have an organization called the Jeffrey's Peace Project, and and 
and it's a nonprofit that helps men and women formerly incarcerated find jobs and housing. And in 2014 of July, we got something passed that would uh, take the take that felony checkbox off off of the state, county, and, and city application. Yeah. So at least you didn't. So at least you don't start. They can still do a background check on you, but at least you don't start off yeah. getting fired for lying on the application. So we yeah. so we were able we were able to yeah. we were able to push that initiative to get that off the table. But but uh, we're looking at flipping houses for uh, uh, for for uh, uh, um, our military people, our veterans who were treated like who treated like crap. Whether we whether we supported these wars or not, these people laid their lives on the line. A lot of them, yeah. people of color, and they, and and they come back to the United States and they're homeless or they're in prison. A lot of them, yeah, right. you don't have a family member, they're shell shocked and all of those yeah. things. So, brother Rod, there's a whole bunch of things I'd like to sit down and and, and talk with you uh, on a lot a lot more than we can cover on, on this show right now. But 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 in keeping this. Moving also, uh, 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 brother Pastor Warren up in uh, Washington. Um, uh, if we can remember that question uh, about about uh, the, you know this uh, political forum that we have in front of us now, um, you can certainly, if you can, expand on what brother uh, Ra eloquently expanded on as far as our economics, uh, taking control of our economics. Uh, what can you add to that, uh, uh, Pre- uh, Pastor Warren? Well, I, I believe in um, that to lead, you have to serve. Because if you look at our history, we always have black leaders who serve the people. And it's supposed mm-hmm. to be bringing the people up to be economically independent from a, 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 a Babylon system that whatever the reason, we keep running to them versus keeping it again in our community. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I teach it and I live it out. Again, we have a youth house in the middle of Chocolate City in Lakewood, uh, Washington, where it was a major drug area. You thought Oakland was bad in the 80s. They say this was like number one. And I'm right here in the middle of our youth house. We've been there over a year now. And we're doing uh, financial literacy classes. We're doing economic classes with youth. Because I'm finding, uh, not all of us, brother, but I'll say 10%, 90% of the ones over 50, we stuck. You know, mm-hmm. and we're looking at Donald Trump, a uh, uh, certified redneck, uh, you know, Hillary Clinton, I love him. But like they said, Hillary didn't do nothing for the South, you know, and forget mm-hmm. Bernie, he's not even in the program. And again, you can vote. That's all good, but for what? Mm-hmm. You see, so again, I'm going back to my brother R. Um, if if don't look at these politicians, man. You know we are have always been self sufficient. Again, I'm taking it back to the churches. Uh, uh, here I go again. You got Queflo Dollar, twenty million a year. Barnum, that woman, like twenty five a year coming in. All these people, you know, pimping the folk in the churches. I don't sugarcoat it because you don't have any housing. None of your church members have any businesses. Brother, don't talk to me. Mm-hmm. You understand? When you talk mm-hmm. about this organized religion, because we're supposed to be helping the people come up in the churches. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So I'm telling you, wow. brother, I, like I said again, I forget a title, brother. It's about your servant and, and your evidence-based. Mm-hmm. Evidence-based. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, and my I brother, love all Wesley. brother. 
hey, and we feel the same about you and and, and each other because we're all fighting the same battle. We're we're all part of this village. We're just trying to we're trying to share it with a with a with a lot of these upcoming people. Yeah, let me give you this piece, um, brothers and sisters, about my bloodline on both sides. Um, being a teen parent at 16 with twins, and my girlfriend was 14, um, working at UC Berkeley, building 90, Virtus Ellis, when I was 15, my supervisor, and I'm learning how to manage physicists and engineers at 15. You see, so I was a spook who sat by the door, and I'm still that same spook today. And my identity does not change. And my son just Amen. came out of 20 years, Corey Carmen. He's working at a transition home doing intake, going to the courts, and the courts are releasing brothers into the program. And I told my son, that's okay. You had to do 20 years to do what you could have done 20 years out. But yet he's out after 20 years and helping his peers mm-hmm. coming out. But all his friends are still staying with grandma, still out there. And, you know, I'm talking about Oakland, man. And mm-hmm. in the same dead mm-hmm. churches that grandma mm-hmm. grew up in, put their money in, and go to them churches, any of you, I challenge you, tell them you got a PG&E bill to pay and see what they're going to do. Wow, wow. Hey, Brother Raw, check this out. I met Pastor Warren's son at the detail car wash across the street from Mama Dessa's house. You know where that oh, is. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right there. Street. Right there. Nicole. Right. Nicole and Fruitville. Yep. yep, there it is. There it is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I met this young man. He had just got out, and we had a chance to talk, and, and, and he was working there at the car wash, and he he was on foot, and he had, his, he had his pencil and his pad with him, and he was sketching this idea of what he wanted to do, and here it is. He's doing it. And this, and, and this hasn't even been a year since I met him. Six months. It hasn't months. even been a year since I've six months since I met him. And now he's doing it, so it can be done. It can it it, it can be done. Uh, my brother from uh, uh, Western Washington State, you still here with us? Oh yeah, I'm still. I'm Apostle Jimmy James. Oh okay, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, yeah. Apostle Jimmy James, you you want to chime in on some of this? Oh, oh yeah. No, I just wanted to make a point that uh, uh, one of the things about the elections is that that I believe I, I go back to my. Uh, Listen to Dick Gregory one time. He came up to Seattle, and we we went to go listen to Dick Gregory. And he had a thing that he liked to talk about what he called the real white people. Come on, come on with it. Come on with that. Dick Dick would say he said these white people who thought that because they got one million, two million, ten million. $50 $50 million, they think that they're somebody and have some real power. He says, but in the United States, it comes down to the real white people. And the real white people are these multi-super billionaires who, uh, uh, who who can't even count their money. They have so much money. They don't care about no elections. They don't care if it's Republican. They don't care if it's Democrat because their money don't care, and, and, they're, and they're the ones who control and run this country and they're going to tell they're going to shift and buy whatever they need to get the money to keep continue to making money i said myself personally mm-hmm. even though i may vote democrat i'm I, today i'll fo- vo- focus on the righteous party and i want to do what all the people who want to do whatever is right 
And so even though mm-hmm. the vote is, is, a, is a mode of operation in this country, but what I like to uh, go back and take, uh, I think what the brother said earlier, it really does come down to economics. And when it comes to election, brother Rock. One, thing I, one thing when it comes down, Brother Rock, yeah, one thing when it comes down to what I see is with every four years in America when it comes down to these elections, what, what elections really do is uh, uh, it has a purpose that takes our view and takes our time and our energy to distract us as black people away from what the real answers. And the real answer mm-hmm. is, is biblically that's in uh, uh, Nehemiah. And Nehemiah in the Bible, he uh, he, he said, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, Jeremiah. And Jeremiah says, uh, uh, he says in the scripture, he says what our job is to do when the when the uh, the slaves were were being oppressed and called in Babylon and trapped in Babylon, the slaves of uh, the spirit of the Lord and told them, well, you may be, he told through Jeremiah, well, you may be in oppression and you may be uh, in slavery, but I still want you to plant gardens and build houses. And what, and, and what the Babylonians couldn't understand, we got these people captured, we got them oppressed, we got them down, and they're prospering anyway. They, they, because they followed what the prophet said, I want you to plant gardens and build houses. So, so I believe with Brother Rye, it's all about an economic thing that you know, even though this country and we as a black nation are in the situation where we live in 2016, and right now, no matter what time it is, our job is to take deliberate actions, take all of our energy not focus on what the problem is. Teach what the teach what the problem is. Go out and vote and speak truth to power, but don't make let that be the answer. The answer is to to our political situations is to take the deliberate actions that whatever we need to do to go build our businesses, to go support our children, to go even if it means open up our own schools, to take all the resources that we have, plant gardens and build houses I and make and have and create an economic base that says this is the true power because we're in America. And from the beginning of America, from its, from its foundation, it was all based off of money. And who can, can, whoever controls money has the power. And so mm-hmm. right, controls and, the print and, and so we have to understand that this is what it's built upon. It's not built about love. They didn't build the public schools because they loved everybody and thought everybody needed to get an education. No, there was an industrial age, and people didn't know how to read and write so they can work those machines to make somebody some money. So we better get these people into school so we can make some money. We better go That's get right. some education because so we can make me some more money. So everything is driven because of the dollars, driven because oh, of money. From the beginning, to we got to oppress these people. We got to oppress these blacks. We got to oppress these people. Oppress all these people. Whatever we can do, it's, we have our own uh, uh, situation as, as 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 black Americans. But it's, keep them oppressed. Don't let them get the money. And we, as long as we have the money, we can control them. Go to school, buy a house, and we can make the money. Go to school and do this, so you can we can make the money. But our job is to make sure. You no, know, we have to make uh, make have an economic base. We got to be deliberate. Not sit around and talk about the the problem because we That's know right. what the problem is. Right. Our ancestors, our ancestors from Africa and slavery that bring that who driven us to who we are today. Understand what the problem is. Our grandpa, grandma, mom, and daddy. We all know what the problem yeah. is. Our time is to Boy. work on that solution, and, uh, and that will address <laughs> our political situation. I say, very, I say. very, very, very well said. Very well said. <laughs> wow. On target. Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Hey, um, this this is Galaxy Talk Radio. This is uh, Soul Vibration. Uh, I'm your host, 
co-host Corey Jeffries, along with Dr. Nana Kwaku. We're here with some pillars in the community, two people from the state of Washington, uh, my brother uh, Ra up in Sacramento, uh, some people in California, uh, 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 the Bay Area here, and uh, we're, we're, we're tossing it around. We're tossing around simple economics uh, that, that uh, everybody needs to tune into. Um, T25CL, Towards 25th Century Living um, Entertainment, is a global music and um, film distributorship. But we are a combination of a lot of entities. Uh, uh, I, I, my organization has been blessed to come on board here, the Jeffrey's Peace Project, also Kugamaw Publishing, One Media Network, uh, Dr. Nanana Kwaku, uh, Ph.D. in clinical psychology, um, uh, family solutions, and the anger, anger management group. Uh, um, uh, uh, Brother Ra, who's a life coach, village activist. Uh, uh, he started the African Marketplace up in Sacramento with Sankofa African-Centered uh, Youth Mentoring and Tutoring Program. Uh, brother and Pastor uh, James uh, Warren who's really doing some things as a pillar of the community up in, up in the uh, Tacoma, Washington area. He's from the Bay Area. Uh, my brother, you, who you just heard from, that was really fired up from Washington, Western, uh, uh, Washington State. Uh, the bishop there was talking on some things, and, and um, we just, we just want to make sure that, uh, uh, that that we're known as a place where you can come and you can join in and you can communicate with us. You can share your ideas. We have a plethora of, of topics over the over the uh, over the course of these shows to come, where we're going to talk about any and everything. We're going to talk about health and wellness, prison industrial complex, gentrification, um, um, starting your own businesses. It's all about uplifting our community. You can visit us at our website. Go to www.t25cl.com and learn about us. We have a movie called um, uh, United We Stand, which was shot in, uh, with, with uh, seven African countries. Uh, uh, and it was about health and wellness, about all the politics and things that are happening in the motherland that we call Africa and how it's relative to us, you know, the, the the Bay Area, Silicon Valley, California has been a trendsetter for around the world as far as uh, information technology. And then, you know, the Black Panther Party got started here with the uh, urban food program. Um, everything that goes on, uh, and, and as you know, you see uh, um, organizations, you know, terrorism is another thing. We'll talk about that one day. But Boko Haram was, a, was an organization in Nigeria that uh, was, was predicated on their rebellion against Western ways, which, which, which means, um, and I don't, you know, none of us advocate uh, kidnapping and all those kind of things, but um, we also know that the Western influence when it comes to how we dress or the lack of clothes that we have and all the superficial things are influencing urban countries urban cities around this country, but there are now third-world countries that have urban areas because social media, they're listening to hip-hop in the, in the, in the furthest, furthest outreaches of Africa and Australia and, and, and uh, um, uh, Asia and all those places. We 
are trendsetters, and they're watching what we're doing. And, and, and for us to transcend safe slavery without being able to overthrow the government shows that we have the capabilities of using our mind and using our economic power and using our innovativeness if we come together as a, a, a number of fingers and become great fists and we demand by taking control of our economics, like Brother Roth, Ross said, we, we, we can really make a difference in our community. And, and uh, Dr. Quaku, I'll let you, let you take over now if you have any things you'd like to say and, and, and any questions you'd like to solicit from, from our wonderful guests here. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, thank you, uh, my beautiful co-host brother there. Uh, look, uh, one of the things that we've been talking about some of the issues that plague the, the black community around the world, uh, well, I, I tend to think myself personally now, when I think of black people, I think of uh, Africans in, on the continent and Africans in, in, in the so-called Israel and Africans in the mountains of Ethiopia and the Africans in South Central L.A., all of us are one. And I want to mm. know, you know, what, what, you know, we've talked about what the problems are. How do we go about solving these problems? What is, what is the key elements us to rise above this, this kind of behavior that exhibit among our people. And that can come from anybody, from my brothers up in Washington or the other brothers in, on the line from California. Anybody want to respond to that is fine. Yeah, I would. Um, um, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Everybody wants to see to that. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> go, go, me, go, go ahead. Go, go. go ahead. Yeah, from a, uh, from a uh, biblical perspective that that is clear to me is that uh, without the deliberate, I'll say that, I'll, you keep hearing me that word deliberate, but that's what it's going to take. The, the deliberate acts of unity, and that means to practice because it's throughout our history uh, in America, in black American history, throughout our history, part of the, one of the number one weapons to keep us oppressed was division and disunity. And it's become a cultural mindset. And in a myth, and so it's going to take some deliberate, uh, long-term actions or of, of training, teaching, whatever, uh, preaching, talking, workshops, conferences, whatever it is, and 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 uh, practical application of people coming together and showing and and working with our communities. I mean, we want to make a movement. It's a movement that says. Without unity, without people knowing, they said, oh, we can work together. We can do this. This is what happens and seeing those results. I mean, I see that is the number one movement because the number one weapon is division. And, uh, uh, and, if, and if someone can call division to make a lie in, our, in the mindset of, these, of our people, that if they really truly believe, I, I believe that I can open up a business, but me opening up a business ain't going to be good enough. We need to make it a community. Uh, uh, the one thing, no matter what other culture it could be, Latino culture, Asian culture, uh, whatever, coming brothers and sisters, coming immigrants coming from other countries, they, they, don't, they have the same problems we do. They got people with crimes, bad people, good people, whatever it is. But one thing that they do have when it comes to about in certain areas of their lives in their community, they understand well, we're going to stick together to make the money. When they decide to, to open up a, here in Washington, when, when a, a building is empty, they get those buildings. They get those strip malls. They own all these. They just buy the product. But our people don't buy. In, in Washington, we only have 4% black population in the whole state. 
And so whatever is going on in the rest of the country in Washington State, it, it, is, it, is, it is maximized because we have such a small population of black people. And, and what doesn't happen, if we got one of everything, one, one catfish place, <laughs> one, one black radio station, one of these wow. black people, one, because black people up here have not learned how to stick together across, and we're, and we're too small numbers. So what has to happen as a community, as a nation, as a people, if I'm in Sacramento, if I'm in Seattle, if I'm in Tacoma, there has to be some type of deliberate movement or action to say, first, let's get our people to work together. Let's get this group of people and this group of people, and let's go take over that mall. Let's go open up this. Let's go. We don't have any of those things in this area, but, but I think that practice yes, deliberate actions to bring people together, that's, that's what's on my yes, heart sir. right now. Yes, sir. What about you, Pastor Warren? Brother, it's, I don't know what to say. Um, see, I'll go back to Booker T. Washington, who founded Tuskegee and walked 100 miles one way to go to school at Hampton. And when and he came out, his education, he built Tuskegee, and he brought um, other people who had the vision, economic vision, to build. And mm-hmm. I, I'm still trying to research this, brothers, that we had Black Wall Street, we had businesses all through the South. Somehow, like I said, this gentrification started so long ago, I think we forgot. A. Philip Randolph, you know, our first black millionaire, black woman with, with the hair product industry now. Mm-hmm. All the Koreans got it. See, one thing I'm not mm-hmm. hating, I'm giving you facts. So folks can mm-hmm. say what they want, but even in the Bible, we had tribes. And the Lord even said, don't go outside of your tribe. Work within the tribes and build wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, brothers and sisters, I'm going to keep saying it, and I'm living by example. I have an evidence-based track record. You know, I've been through uh, persecution. I would go UC Berkeley. I'm going to give you a perfect example right now. What happened to me in my sociology class? Only black in there. There's two um, sisters in there. Rest, government. We, I don't say why. I just say government people is in the class. He's saying that they paid farmers to farm the land, he puts up a picture with the original picture with the black slave pushing a plow and, and the brothers picking cotton with the white man to hand, uh, standing up in the middle of the picture with a dang bull whip, and he's trying to tell the class they're getting paid. You don't you gotta be kidding. You gotta be kidding. See, uh, yeah, oh, see, and what, what's get, happening they're getting, is, they're getting, they're getting you know, the government left. kids are getting programmed so we should be coming back like I'm out of Berkeley High. We had our own black studies department and old newspaper, Ujama, with Dr. McKnight and, and the late Richard Navies, you know, out of Berkeley. You know about Berkeley, Corey. You know, mm-hmm. and, and like mm-hmm. I said again, you know, we you, we had it. And when I'm talking, I'm, I'm really talking from not just a biblical perspective, but a black perspective. And I'm always talking economics. You see, mm-hmm. and if you don't buy a building, if you don't train our youth, you know, some going to be kicked to the curb. We know that. But let's get the dang 10% who want to try to come up. That's it. Yeah. And, and that's what we're doing yeah. wrong. And I, I tell you, I've been here like Apostle James just said. I met this man, um, nine, I guess nine years ago, and, you know, he's doing a great community work. But I've mm-hmm. been here eight years, brothers. I don't know five black men 
that I can call right now and say, hey, look, let's do this financial literacy, and I've been here eight years. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. What's going on up in Sacramento, Brother Rob? Well, you know, the thing that we have to hold on to and and, and, uh, and the thing that I embrace, I just look at what, if we look at the blueprint that Marcus Garvey laid out. Yeah. Marcus, mm-hmm. Marcus Garvey was able to organize over 7 million people, I guess, in about four or five years. Mm-hmm. And he did, it, he did it by not focusing on religion. He, focused, mm-hmm. he, he didn't focus on the things that divide us. He focused on the things that united us. So if we move away from the distractions, all the things that, that, that we're distracted by, politics, uh, religion, uh, light-skinned brother, dark-skinned brother, good-haired sister, bad-haired sister, yeah. <laughs> all that nonsense, mm-hmm. and focus yep. on who we are and our greatness race first, we start understanding that that's all we got. See, our greatest mm-hmm. strength is also our greatest weakness. That's our humanity. See, we, mm-hmm. we that's one thing, I, and I think the Creator gave us the overdose of humanity because we're the original people, and we had to be here to to get civilization going, and we had to embrace a lot of different things and, and accept it. So and we had to allow away. people to hop the fence and come in our yard at risk. Yeah. <laughs> we moved away from that, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we understand that it's, it's about race first, and, and when, we, when we understand that it's race first, just loving each other and, and vibrating with each other and building with each other, Things start healing and take it on a life of its own. Each one of us got to do our best work. You say, what? Mm-hmm. I, I need a great. I need a vast. But if each one goes within and, mm-hmm. just, and, 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 and meditate and get that, get that, get that center and, and bring out that greatness that's in them and start building with it right where they stand, use what you got and just let yeah. it. Let it let it just take right. a, take a life of its own. That's what we have to do. We have to focus on uh, the one thing that we're good at, and, mm-hmm. and just keep building it and keep working with it. No, see. The, the, and lastly, what I want to touch on. This is something that's big, and I'm really getting sure. We're we're um, black folks in the United States. Most of them are suffering from Stockholm syndrome, and I know y'all mm. know what that means. Just yeah. Stockholm syndrome. And, and that right there is, is a mess. It's, it's it's a big thing to overcome. But so I always tell people, you need to just start loving your brothers and sisters more than you love others. That's what you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like the other, the other right. groups don't have but, to talk about race first. They don't have to talk about. It. They didn't know about. It. They just do it. But we have been targeted on purpose because mm-hmm. they know how powerful we are. Wow. Our melanin is yep. a superpower. Our pineal gland that secretes the melanin is a superpower. That's why anytime they give us an opportunity to get into anything and do it, we vibrate to another level. So that's mm-hmm. what we push up here. We're talking about the power that we have as a people pushing that and encouraging each other in that. And uh, it was Malcolm X that said that once you get people uh, 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 excited and, and you start waking them up, then you could create an agenda and build with them. And that's what we started doing mm-hmm. with the Sankofa program. We had to wake them up first, let them know, hey, do you know you're African? Most of them don't even know they're African. They think mm-hmm. they're Negro, mm-hmm. think they're colored. Yeah. They think all this stuff. You know, I'm multicultural. Yeah. You 
know, I got yeah. Enoch in my family. All is nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah. like, 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 like Harriet Tubman said. Like, like Harriet Tubman said, I would have saved more slaves if they knew they were slaves. That's right. Oh. Let me let me just say this for you, because I see one of our first people have hung up, and we have a guest mm-hmm. that number eleven is on the chat line. But I want I want to share something with you, brothers, before you disappear, and and just pay close attention to this. It's one day while trying to phantom the concept of eternity, I let my imagination flow and develop into some interesting insights. I asked my grandmother. Mama, what would you say if you found out there was no heaven and no hell? Never a loss of words, this deeply religious woman looked at me in shock and disbelief and responded, nonsense, why there has Mm -hmm. to be heaven and hell. It just has to be true because it says it right here in the Bible. You see, for my grandmother, the thought was just too horrible to bear. But like Mm -hmm. many unbelievers, she would never allow any information to come into her mind that was inconsistent with her present beliefs. So you have to understand that we have been conditioned through the whole educational process. We, uh, for all intents and purposes, uh, there was a saying, I was reading a book about this Native American brother, and they used to refer to black men in America as the black white man. And mm-hmm. the, and I did first, I you know, when I was younger, I didn't know what that meant, but as I began to study and I realized that they was talking about that in every way except for the color of our skin, we have turned to, to be perfect Europeans. I say. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So we mm-hmm. have to understand. See, many people do not and cannot accept any statements that do not confirm what they presently believe. If we're mm-hmm. going to agree, we have got, we constantly talking about going outside the box. How are you going to get outside the box if you only operate off of what you know? We all have to understand mm-hmm. what we know is very mm-hmm. limited. And the reason been we, fed the condition we're in is, the, is, is, is the, that's the reason why we're, we're struggling right here today. We have to put aside all of the conditions that got us to where we are now. That means we have to stop worshiping the way they want to. We were spiritual people. We were not religious people. We were mm-hmm. spiritual people. We were one with God. We were connected to the Creator. Our women were goddesses, and that's why we referred to our kings and our people as gods, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we were connected to the living God. Our God has not died and went anywhere. He's still there. And if you, read, mm-hmm. if you read the Old Testament, it constantly states in there, God will return to man when man returns to God. So mm-hmm. we right here in America, we have left what uh, the real concept of God and taken on the attributes of somebody else's God. And uh, with that, I want to, you know, give us a chance to get to this caller. Uh, guest 11, are you still on the line? It doesn't say where they're from. No, it sure doesn't. Uh, sure. Uh, maybe, maybe they just want to listen in. But, you know, yeah. uh, to go mm-hmm. on to what I was uh, talking about, a uh, brother named, uh, well, not a brother, but a sister named, uh, uh, she recently passed away. Uh, her, she wrote the book, The ISIS Papers. And oh, she, Francis Cress Wellesley. Yeah, Francis Cress Wellesley. That's my friend. Yes, yeah, yeah. she, she made the statement. She wow. said, until we understand racism, 
If we don't understand racism, everything else that we think we know will only confuse us. I say. Black folks in America, we are in a state of confusion. There are some of us out here warriors that we're fighting and crawling and, and doing everything. And I say this, you have to get up every morning with an African mind. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Get up every day with an African mind. Go out and you try mm-hmm. to make everything that you come in contact with, uh, uh, you have to change some minds. You have to change some spirits. And you That's do it. that through the work. You do that through the work. Mm-hmm. I, as a counselor, I get a chance to counsel families every day, and I see them being medicated and doped up and yeah. sent to jail. And it, you, to me, the new jail is the site is the mental health centers. That's it. They have, <laughs> they have this wow. 80 million people in America on, on a drug medication. And I'm not mm-hmm. talking about street drugs. I'm talking about legal drugs that the doctors and the psychiatrists are writing for them. And that's not even a legitimate science. Psychiatry mm. from the Greek word psychic. You know what a psychic is. Would you put your hand, <laughs> your life in the hand of a psychic? We've got to understand. we got to understand what these people are doing to us. And, and the oh, only man, oh, man. We, have, we have to study. In the biblical text, what does it say? You go, you, you go over, the, you go over there in the corner of the classroom and act a fool. That just invent a name for it and just say, "Hey, yeah. give him some of this." Yeah, yeah. He 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 has got act a fool in the corner syndrome. Let's let's mm-hmm. let's invent some kind of drug for him. So he said, "Oh, he might not pass. He might not pass class because he'll be looking out the window." But we won't hear from him. He won't disrupt all this junk we teaching everybody else. Yeah, yeah. And, and and in a lot of ways, these kids be fighting to. Not be overwhelmed with all of this madness because yeah. they're teaching them lies. They're teaching yeah. them things that they know is not true. What child is going to sit still once they perceive you as a liar? Once a child yeah. perceives you as a person that they can't trust, you get no oh, respect. That's school. right. And yet we force our kids to go in those institutions, and then when they don't fare very well or they get kicked out, we go to blaming them. We should be blaming yeah. ourselves because these churches, mm. these, churches, these churches raise billions mm. of dollars every Sunday, and yeah. every one of them could open up a school, and they don't have mm. to go outside and get no funds. They could open up, each one of them could open up a school for their own kids right there in the neighborhood. But instead, they fly around the world, as this one pastor said, when they asked him why did he need this big jet, he said, well, I got to, to, the Lord has told me to take the, take the word of God to some other church. Well, you don't need to do nothing here. You got stuff to think about doing. Take that traveling circus on the road. Yeah. Yeah. So we got to understand that, you know, the educational system, politics is one thing. If we were truly and properly educated about who we are, where we come from, and what our purpose is on this planet, none of the stuff that they try to do would be successful. That's it. That's that's the mainstay. We must take control of our educational institutions, and we must do it now, because if you don't do it, uh, 20 years down the road, God knows where our children are going to be. What did Malcolm Malcolm say? That's right. He said only a fool would allow his enemy to educate his children. There you go. Mm-hmm. And we know the, everybody knows the statement, but what we do, just take them to the public fool system.
them at home, if your parents ain't doing the work at home and doing it in an African-centered way, teaching them love and of their self, their natural hair, their color, their skin, their, and talking to them about their melanin, talking to them about their ancient ones in Africa 10,000 years ago, giving them that knowledge That's right. that they are empowered with. So then when they do go in there, they have something to stand up against. Because as soon as you walk into that European school, Johnny's vibrating higher than the, and Becky and them. But yet they want him to be programmed. He won't be still so he can get his programming. Right. It's deep. It's very sinister. And, and, and it is so sinister that, you know, sometimes the most intellectual of us can't see it. Well, they right. will fight it. They will fight against the stigma. I remember when integration, when we went to all black wow. school, we knew we could read and write then. We understood mm-hmm. the sentence on a paragraph and how to put stuff together. Now, mm-hmm. you know, but when they integrated the schools, I don't know if you know, Pastor, we used to have over 200 black colleges and universities. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about mm-hmm. 10 or 11. Yeah. You know why? Because all of our kids want to be white. They want to be just like the master, and they take mm-hmm. off and go to USC, UC Berkeley, yep. Stanford, and all, all the money is going. So so the just can't compete with them, so they had to close their doors. Well, yeah. let me just give you a little secret. That was done on purpose. They didn't do that because yeah. they was afraid. They, they didn't want us being that separate but equal scared them more than they did us. That's right. Yeah. And so we, you know, have to, we have to wake up and realize that, you know, there's only one way for us to turn this thing around. It's education, 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 education. And I mean real it. education about who we are, yeah. where we come from, and what our purpose is on this planet. And then we'll get back to the spiritual people who we, that we were put That's on this right. earth to be. Our That's people it. was put here to lead the world into this great civilization that has taken place on this planet. We were the from the foundation of the house. We started mathematics. We created science. We yeah, created yeah. the first words that were ever written on, yeah. on, on any kind of uh, paper, stone, or whatever you want. And so, and they know that, and yet they have taken that little short period of time that they've been in power, which is yeah. a couple thousand years after Alexander the Great and them went into Alexandria and took over, started invading in Africa. They've taken mm-hmm. all of the thousands of years that our people have been on this planet, millions of years, and they've taken the minister in 2,000 years to completely flip the script on us so we don't even know who we are. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I, I want to um, confirm what Dr. is saying um, with facts, and I believe in facts, is I've been trying for 10 years, even when I was in Oakland, and I'm going to do it to reinstate the black college tour, which we used to have. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I go back to Bishop College, who's the oldest black Baptist college on the planet. And then, um, let me be cool, because I might say something that's not a nice word, but I'm going to say it anyway. My wife, <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Says, well, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a, I don't believe in apologizing for the truth. No, I don't. Mm-hmm. And um, but these these Negroes raised all this money, talk about saving Bishop College, 
And I ain't mentioning no these so-called big names. To me, they small names, and they perpetrators and heretics lost the college anyway. And right now, you go to Bishop College, see what's there. I believe it's a freaking condo. Mm-hmm. Um, then we go back here. We have a roadmap project, which I've been dealing with up here in Washington. I'm going to give you this. High school graduates meeting minimum requirements. I'm about education. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm living, I'm, I'm in school, working on an anthropology, sociology degree. I'll be a young 61. I don't believe in some people trying to lock me into age or religion or denomination or economic barrier, $15 an hour. Hell no. We should be making $150 an hour. And that's what I charge minimum for even my services. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll put that out there. So here we go, brothers. Give me two minutes. High school graduates meeting minimum requirements to apply to a Washington four-year college by race and ethnicity. Here you go, from 100% to zero. Asian Pacific Islanders, 70%. Watch this, whites, 62%. Others, 55%. Hispanics, 47%, or Latino. And then American Indian, Alaska Native, 46%. Oh, we forgot about black people. Here we go. Black African Americans, 45%. We talk about the class of last year, 15. I got the report here. And, uh, Corey, you're going to post that. If you brothers go online, look up the Roadmap Project. Uh, the Roadmap State. Project. Okay. And, and look, okay. And, and then you can compare that with every other school and like my brother saying it's it's about education but we you know we had a young adult project in berkeley you know where i grew up and and you know went to school there thank god one high school you know everybody went to uh, west campus only ninth grade but you didn't have an excuse to fail because we had black instructors like i said mr navies and we talked 90 percent black history and and really mm. uh, economics back then. I came out in '74, but after that, I don't know what happened, brothers. But like Doctor was saying, we have to still. I believe when I'm doing it, raise up youth centers like we had. Yeah, with uh, uh, Cotton Stanley Cotton, who retired, worked there like dang 50 years. It was helping people to damn near he died. Are you talking about uh-huh. yeah? Yeah. Yeah, hey, my son went to yeah, brother in Berkeley. <laughs> oh yeah, I still I have the original program, brother, and I'm 61 oh, years old. I probably and I was in yeah when I was freaking what 13. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. You understand yeah, what I'm wow. telling the story, wow. and I'm I'm living it, and I love you, Doc. But you know what, Doc? We brothers, we are so-called black men. God didn't raise no jelly back black men. We done died, man, and been hung. Come on, say the truth. Stop apologizing. Hey, yeah, I really appreciate you, brother. What, what's your full name again? Because I might want to talk to you after the show. Oh, it, anytime. Any, I'm open 24-7, literally. Um, James Warren. Yeah, I'll I, I, I get that information for you, Dr. Quay. And let me just say you. this. I don't want to, you know, you know, bum rush the, the other brothers. and But the late pastor Art, man, look, between 1980s, during the Felix drug wars, we had uh, uh, seven homes, 22 years in Oakland, right in the freaking crack areas, 
right, transitional 24-7. We did it for uh, 22 years. And, you know, if anybody knows Pastor Langford, Healthy Oakland, it was Don mm-hmm. Martin in Philly now. He's duplicating the same work. And we did it, brother. Mm-hmm. We didn't beg for a dime. We didn't sell no chicken dinners. We didn't have no musicals. When the freaking bishop came up in there with his freaking bodyguards, that black-ass Negro didn't never come back. Don't get me started. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, brother, you mm-hmm. know, one of, the, one of the things is is that, that, you know, we have been educated too well in European concepts. And so once that happened, you know, once we, you know, I think what happened along the way to a lot of us is that we saw it to be too difficult to fight against. You hear that old saying, if you can't beat them, join them. And a lot of our mm-hmm. people just thought it's easier to go over here and join these people. Maybe they'll throw me some crumbs from the table like they used to do to slaves. And, yeah. And, 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 and the ones of us who decide not to go that way, we wind up in prison going out here doing something crazy because they don't want, they're afraid of us because, you know, it's like now when a black man walk into a business and look for a job, uh, he automatically scares everybody to death. Even the black women are scared of him. You know, and I yeah. know because I, I was in an organization here in, in Richmond, California, where uh, the organization, we were all over the Bay Area, but we had about 200 and some women there. And it was only two of us guys in there. And I mean, you know, these, and these, a lot, most of them were sisters. But they act like they were scared to death when we spoke up in a staff meeting. You know, they felt and they didn't want to be challenged. So, you know, what we have to get back to, we have to, you know, our sisters has went all the way over there, a lot of them. We've got some strong sisters out here who are fighting the, the, the good fight, too. But a lot of mm-hmm. them, they, they, they're able to move up the corporate ladder because the man ain't intimidated by them. You know, he doesn't feel as threatened by a black woman as he do by a black man. And that's why black men mm-hmm. can't get into these institutions. They can't get these jobs, which they shouldn't want anyway, because we should be creating our own jobs. And then our sister should come and work with us and for us, or however we want to do it. But the yeah. way things are, people have they've, they've sold out, they've given up, and it's it's easier to be a, to be a joiner than it is to be an independent. And mm-hmm. so uh, it's, it's 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 easier it's easier to have the truth truth woven to you than it is to take it naturally. Exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, you, you, yeah. you, accept, you accept somebody else's philosophy and you don't question it. It's just like that the kid I was talking about, he asked his grandmother, what if there is no heaven or hell? She couldn't even mm-hmm. fathom. She couldn't fathom the idea. She, she watched his mouth out with soap. That's right. She couldn't fathom the idea. It's in the book. I've been told this all my life. Just because you've been told something doesn't make it true. And that's what we have to do. We have to teach our Especially when you look at truth. who's telling it to you. Look at who's that's telling right. it to you. Yeah. They said there's, never, there's never been a group of people who were on this planet, never in the history of the world, have the dominating culture ever uh, gave people the information to rise up and take over from them. It was usually something else. And this, this is going to fall, too. Because if you look at Rome, Rome didn't fall because of wars. It failed because of greed. It failed because of stabbing the people stabbing each other in the back. That's why it failed. And they didn't yeah, have yeah. they didn't have control of all the information. So these people have looked at the Rome, they looked at the Greeks and they looked at the African people where both of them got their information from and they finally perfected it when they handed us that that Bible that they rewrote 
and, and, and redistributed this information to confuse us and baffle us. You know, hey, but, hey, hey there's, a, there's a famous saying that the lion said to the wildebeest on the Serengeti, uh, run this way, I won't eat you. Hey, yeah. <laughs> run this way. And I think we, yeah. only got, we only got about three or four minutes, so each one of us should take a couple of minutes and wrap it up. It's, yeah, been, a pleasure. Yeah. it's been a pleasure with you, you brother, brother Warren, and I hope yeah. you get a chance to do this. And you're welcome to call in any time and be a, a guest on the show. So well, I'll be, in Oakland. I'll be in Oakland uh, next week, uh, the 14th through the 18th. And by we the can. way, we also we also we also have a brother. I'm on the Oscar Grant committee too. We also have a brother that's a, that's a national advocate to abolish the death penalty. He was on death row in Chicago for 27 years uh, for a crime he didn't uh, commit. Uh, the, it was found that the police beat him into a false confession. They, they've overthrown the they've overthrown the death penalty in the state of Chicago. I had him on uh, Hot Buttered Soul on the show I had at the other station. But he, yeah. this brother's gonna this brother's gonna be out here talking about some some political prisoners that are in the last hour uh, where their where their execution dates are set. So uh, you'll be out here during that time, Pastor Warren. I'm gonna yeah. get in touch with you, uh, Brother Ra uh, James. It's a it's a it's a it's an honor and a pleasure uh, linking up with you again. But I'm gonna get your contact information because there's some things with the Jeffrey's Peace Project. That I wanna uh, that I wanna uh, share with you, and you know, of course, we're looking for contractors and developers to oversee some of these projects. So I want to yeah. I, I want to see if it, if that fits in with with your schedule and what you're doing there, and and, and see how we can link up to uh, provide housing for a lot of our brothers and sisters that are going to need it uh, uh, with this overcrowded prison system. They're going to need jobs and training and all that stuff as yeah. well. So uh, I, I chime in with brother with Dr. Kwaku and I say it's been a pleasure having yeah. all of you brothers on the show and uh you're welcome to listen call in uh if you want if you have something that you want to bring to the table and we set up an agenda around whatever it is that's going on with you don't hesitate to call us uh, again visit us at www.t25field.com to see what our capabilities are as far as mobilizing bringing cameras with us uh we're doing stuff with public access television we have a couple of movies that we're getting edited now that we, that, that, uh, we plan on having out to by the end of next summer, uh, this summer at the latest, right here at the uh, Fox Theater, one of the oldest theaters west of the Mississippi, also at the Grand Lake Theater, uh, and just see how we're partnering up and how we're open to working with community, with uh, the black diaspora, and as well as with our yellow, uh, red, brown, and, 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 again, our black brothers and sisters. So, um uh, yeah, let me uh, let brother, me just uh, brother, let me yeah, let me just ahead, wrap Dr. up here. Uh, yeah, once again, my name is Reverend Dr. Ninana Kweku. I'm the executive director of Family Solutions Inc. And we work with the family dynamic in our community. And believe me, I see it all firsthand every day. I can be. You can contact me. Go to my website, www.noangernoviolence.org, or you can reach me at uh, 707-631-0276. But also remember that we are all collaborating here at T25CL Entertainment. And, uh, you know, maybe you might want to start your own show up there in Washington where you at, uh, you know. And, and oh, yeah. the, one, of the, one of the things we want to do is to have bring media, uh, real media about black people in every city in America and around 
And so, hey, it'd be great to have one up in Washington. We have a show come on on Monday night. We have Compton Politics. And then we have Tuesday night, we have uh, 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 Barbara uh, McGee on with, uh, what is it? Uh, what's, the, what's the name? Hired the Brush. Is that the Hired yeah, Brush? That's the Hired Brush here. And then we have mm-hmm. Wednesday night, we have Roz uh, from down in uh, California. Straight Talk. Yeah, Straight mm-hmm. Talk. And on Thursday night, we have uh, Corey and I here with uh, um, Soul Vibration. Soul Vibration. And mm-hmm. we have a new show coming on on Friday night now, I understand, but I'm not. I'm not familiar with the title of that is, but uh, by all means, brother, it's been a real Keys to, the, key, brother. Keys to the Kingdom. That's Sandra yeah. Keys, Keys to the Kingdom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keys to the Kingdom. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have something going for every day for people to listen to and have dialogue about, but not just to have dialogue. We have yeah. to get up and do the work. Yeah, get off, get off it. Hey, you remember, I was going to say and back and in the day, George Clinton wrote that record, said, get off your ass and jam. But yeah. you know, it was a message today. He wasn't just saying get on a dance floor. No, it's time mm-hmm. to get up and do the work, mm-hmm. brother. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and, what he was saying. And, and, it wasn't about get on a dance floor. And again, brother Rob, we extend our invitation to you, too, if there's something that you want to get started up oh, here yeah. through, this, uh, through, 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 uh, through, through what we have to offer. So uh, God bless all of you. Thank you so much. This has been Galaxy Talk Radio. Hotel. Hotel.